The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers. I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe. The Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Welcome to the Big Six Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. Joined today by super friends, Ryan Wilson and John Breach, plus the purveyor of the power rankings, the maestro of the media contortion, Pete Prisco. What's up, buddy? I'm here. I'm with you. Oh, I'm a super friend kind of too, though, aren't I? Yeah, you're a super friend. Sure, yeah. Okay. You, you didn't watch cartoons growing up, Pete. You can't be a super friend. I did watch cartoons. Oh, Road I thought well, you Tasmanian, watch- I was the Tasmanian devil from the cartoons back in the day. I Bridget, that was Bridget, your football name. Breach, are you hungover? No, I was just trying <laughs> to enjoy Pete's opening statement. You're sort of like wobbling a little bit and like your hair is all, all, all out of sorts. Watch it's out like for the... Uh, didn't have time to shower. He's married with four kids. Those hangover days are done, dude. Way done. Yeah, there's no... This, you're just, I'm worn out from hanging out with a toddler. Yeah. Um, we got uh, in the feet. Katie Mox, myself, Emory Hunter, Prop Stars, looking at early odds for week six. You don't want to put any money down for this coming week until you go back and give that a listen. Uh, sort of look at what lines might move, where we might go. If you're watching on YouTube, hit that like button, subscribe. And while you're at it, if you're listening on any of the various podcast platforms, audio version, give us a five-star review today. We're going to cover the Lions flexing on people. We're going to run through Pete's week six power rankings and then rank the best home field advantages in the NFL. But first... The Las Vegas Raiders pulled off a home win last night. The real question for you, Pete, is in our silliness power rankings, what are your top five or top three to five favorite things to do in Las Vegas? Uh, Sit down at a blackjack table and play blackjack. Okay. Um, Is that one thing or two things? Is the sitting down one and then playing blackjack (laughs) two? No, that's that's one. Um, Going to a pool and taking endless amounts of sun. Mm. Um, three. I've done that with you. Yeah, three. Yeah, you have. You've done all, both with me, by the way. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, yeah. we got a um, massage. We got a massage at the blackjack table. Did, you did. I did. Yeah, we got a um, uh, Number three would be going to a nice restaurant, Italian restaurant, and eating a good Italian meal. 
Number four would be, God, going going to play roulette. How about that? And okay. number five would be a show. No, oh, a concert. I saw Journey there, and it was oh. fantastic. How was Chicago, Pete? What's that? How was Chicago? Chicago is one of the top concerts I've ever seen. Oh, I've you, seen a lot. Have, have you seen? Have Happy you seen birthday. the? Have you seen the new Sphere? The Sphere that's open to Vegas. Yeah, that's awesome. That'd be great. U 2s in there. U 2s in there right now. There's a rumor about Fish going to play there, but the problem is like it's a strict no smoking policy because of the uh, the panels in there, and sometimes it's hard to get those Fish fans not to you know not to not to hit the vape pens. I'll tell you what, I saw I saw Journey in in Vegas with uh, Arnel Pineda, and it was fantastic. He hmm. puts on a hell of a show. And Chicago the other night was one of the. I, I, and I've seen you too, and you know the Rolling Stones, and it was one of the best concerts I've ever seen. So, Pete, do you sit down or stand up? And if you stand up, how often are you dancing throughout the concert? No, I'm sitting. I don't stand up. Okay. No. <laughs> By the way, I will say this, okay? And I'm going to give you a little because you went, you m mentioned this, the Chicago concert. Me and my wife were having a few drinks because it was my birthday before going in, and we're looking around at the age of the people going in, and I'm like, oh my god, I'm not like these people. I'm not, I'm not this old, am I? You're like the youngest guy there, yeah. Well, you know what it is? Think about it. Chicago hit like early '70s, so I yep. was 10 or 11, and so by the time you know these people, if you were like 18, 19, 20, you're 10 years older than me. You're in your mid 70s. Yeah, my, so my parents love Chicago. They're like 10 or 15 years older than you, and like they, but like, and they would have done the same thing that most of the other people in the crowd did. When the 80s Chicago stuff came on, and you know, a lot of that was Peter Cetera's big hits and stuff, they didn't under they, they were looking around like they hadn't heard the songs because by then they had like families and stuff. They oh, interesting. Out and listening to the music that was over with. Pete, are you saying that in 10 years Chicago's not gonna have any fans left? Well, they might yes. not be left. They're pretty old. <laughs> you <laughs> know, uh, we went. I hope that because I'm telling you, it was fantastic. There's three original band members, and the lead singer came from Canada for the last five years. He sounds just like Peter Cetera. Oh, good. We went and saw uh, Little Feet, I think, like two years ago. And um, like you know, Little Feet, like a kind of a jam band from like Southern jam band from the 70s or like lesser known, but I, like, a, like a classic rock band. Um, but like we were, it was like a group of like 10 or 12 of us, like dudes my age. And we were the youngest people by 30 plus years in that entire auditorium. Um, you know what's was, amazing too is, is Chicago takes. Have you ever been to a concert where the band takes a 20 minute break? Well, Fish does that every, every, Fish does that every, I'm, my wife, I'm like, wait a second. What are we doing here? Had to get right? IVs in the back. Yeah. I got to go back and get some. Yeah, you're right. That's exactly what they had to do. Uh, I can't <laughs> wait to see what happens when, because we can't wait for the Super Bowl in Las Vegas on CBS. I can't wait to see like what kind of Super Bowl parties happen in Vegas, by the way, that could be. Like you can see some pretty sick concerts going down. Like somebody's got to have a show at the Sphere, like a Super Bowl, a Super Bowl party at the Sphere. I think U 2s ends in November, so they won't be. It won't their residency in the Sphere ends in November, so I don't think they'll be there. But right, it, but I'm saying like I guarantee you, there's someone who like who does a deal with the Sphere where they do a huge Super Bowl party or like a huge Super Bowl concert in the Sphere. You know what I mean? Like, Rinson, if you get a Super Bowl party invite from the Bunny Ranch, do not respond. <laughs> no, no. Hey, or by do. the way, uh, Bruno, that venue at the Hard Rock is fantastic. By the way, I've been there; it's brand, it's pretty new. It's in Florida, obviously. Bruno Mars is coming there. My wife wants to go. Should I go? Yes, Bruno Mars is awesome. I like Bruno Mars, but yeah, I, I like Bruno Mars too. Yeah, you yeah. you will be you will be on the opposite end of your demographic that you were with Chicago yeah. and Bruno Mars. Yeah. All right.
Moving along, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas, at least until later in the show when we talk about the team that fell the furthest in your power rankings thanks to their uh, blackout trip to uh, to the Strip. Pete, we defend your power rankings. Monday Night Football, Packers stumbled. But with the Packers stumbling, the Detroit Lions, Dan Campbell, move into your top five as a result is it a result of just I mean I, I'm fine with this I think I think you can make the case that the what happened to the Cowboys on Sunday Night Football with how the Lions just dominated like the Lions had if you look at their season in totality the Lions go to Kansas City and win that game they lose an without overtime game without Chris Jones so you got to put a little Sure, for sure, for sure. But that's fine. It's still, it's still Mahomes and the Chiefs and Andy Reid on the opener. They lose at home to Seattle in week two in overtime. And what was a crazy game? And we're like, all right, maybe we're a little concerned. But then they dominate the Falcons. They dominate the Packers on the road. And they absolutely bludgeon the Panthers. I know the, I know the none of those teams, like the Panthers and the Falcons, none of those, those teams might not be great. But the, 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 the Lions have looked, I think you put them in a different uniform. And you're talking about them. People are like are like giving them more credit as a Super Bowl contender. By the way, I didn't know that the Lions fans were so passionate. I mean, they haven't been around for 45 years. So, <laughs> well, I mean, their they, defense. My gosh, they come hard too. And and so now you're in your top five Lions fans. Leave me alone. I mean, because I never knew. Seriously, I, I thought you know since Bobby Lane went away, they haven't had any <laughs> any Lions fans. Um, it, it's a great story. He's done a great job. I think Ben Johnson's a fantastic offensive coordinator. I've always been more bullish on Jared Goff than others. I, I like him as a guy, but I also think he's a he's a good quarterback uh, who can operate in this system. And I think defensively, they've made big strides. That's where they made the biggest improvement. They were joke on defense last year, uh, and they've done a great job on that side of the ball. They're fun to watch. Big game this week, by the way. Big game this Big week game. with the creamsicles down in Tampa. That's going to be fun. Uh, I look forward to that one. I also look forward to that one. Um, Wilson, do you have any questions for Pete about the uh, about the Lions? Nope. Cool. Uh, I was just I'm just curious if you have any questions about the Lions. That's all. Pete, what do you think about Jared Goff? Where do you rank him among the quarterbacks in the NFC? Because I think he's probably two. You have Hertz one? No, Brock. I think I have Brock one right now. Ooh. Yeah, right now Brock Brock would be one. Um Yeah, he'd probably be right. You know, Stafford's still playing good football. I mean the top it, four the top four are Brock, Hertz, Goff, and Stafford. Yeah, that's that's pretty clear cut, I think. I mean well cousins is cousins still actually playing numbers. some of his best football. Cousins are probably the fifth, yeah. Or like yeah. that would be the top five of the NFC. Yeah, I would. I mean, in what order you want to put them? Is the, but Purdy's playing the best. Right? Yeah, I, I don't think there's any question about that. Do you know Smith not playing terrible? Would you? Okay, I, this is the question you got to ask. If you put Jared Goff in the 49ers offense, would he be playing every bit as good as Brock Purdy? I think Brock Purdy is playing out of his mind, so maybe not. But I think he would be executing that offense at a high level. And the other thing yeah, I think with Jared Goff is that that's an example of a guy who came in. And struggled because a lot of times quarterbacks struggle and maybe he sort of figured it out. And no one on planet Earth, especially me, thought once he got traded from Sean McVay to the Lions, he would be this guy. But credit to him because that dude's been balling out ever since he got to the Detroit. I don't know if the Lions thought he would be this guy. Maybe not. Maybe no. not. I don't think they did. I thought he was stopgap and they'd go get a quarterback. And Well, I mean, Brad Holmes was in Los Angeles when they drafted him. And you got to, I mean, I think too, like if they have a great offensive line, like top five offensive line in the NFL. 
they play indoors and like they have a really smart okay they don't have a deep threat now jameson williams comes back and he's back and he is he going to become that guy but for the first month of the season, they didn't scare anybody down the field. True. And now, if Williams comes back and opens up that part of their game, and your guy wow. Sam Laporta, you called you called well, Sam Laporta is awesome. Yeah, I, yeah, you know what I, you know what Ryan, uh, Rick, Rick sits here on Sundays and acts like he thought Sam Laporta was going to be George Kittle. You, you got to back him off of that because he, I was the Laporta guy, remember? And he and was Antoine not. Green. And Antoine Green. Yeah, Antoine Green too, but that's right. Um, isn't, I mean, like, isn't it like area? I mean, like if you don't, if you don't rank Iowa tight ends high, what are you doing? <laughs> like, not just that. These guys are just all good. Iowa tight ends though, Will, cause he was, he, they use, he ran like a wide receiver. I mean, it was right. different. You know, Kittle's just a, he's a pure tight end. He's, and he can run for a tight end, but that the board, is, the board is more like a fan than a, uh, Kittle yeah. slash, uh, a good fan. Yeah. Hawk. <laughs> uh, he's a, he's, he's a good version of fan. All right. My Buffalo Bills punished for losing the Jaguars by dropping six spots all the way down to number 10. I think you could argue that, one, they probably should have flown over earlier. Two, the loss of the Jaguars is bad. But you know what's worse? What you mentioned in the Power Rankings article, the injuries to the defense. Matt Milano done for the year. That is a big concern, Pete. Well, it's not just that. Think about this in that game. And this is why I dropped them down a little bit. Yeah, they couldn't be ahead of the Jaguars after after they lost to them. They just couldn't be. But here's why. Milano's gone. Tredavious White's gone. They're gone for the year. Benford didn't play. Taron Johnson got banged up. Daquan Jones went out of that game. Russo didn't play. Von Miller looked like a shell of himself. And I know it's his first game, but all, all offseason, all we hear, watch out for that defense when they get Von Miller back. Well, now he's back, but everybody else is going away. Yeah. So I'm really concerned about their defense and the depth. And they're going to be tested. I mean, that's going to be a big test for them now, seeing how they respond to not having those guys on the field. And it's everybody says, oh, you go get somebody. I think they should be active in the trade market. I think they should try and find some targets um, to maybe, you know, the linebacker, look, Milano's a great player. You're not replacing him by going and get anybody on the trade market, I don't think. Um, they drafted a bunch of young linebackers. They draft, you know, those guys will start playing. They'll get better. You know, Bernard, they, nobody thought Bernard was even going to win the job this summer. And he ended up, he was hurt all summer. He ended up starting the opener. He's played really well for him. They got to hope one of those other guys, you know, steps in and does it. The kid from Tulane with Williams and then the, um, or dots and one of those guys can step in and do it but you look at the rest of that team you where's the corner here's the problem with the corner you drafted elam to be a guy if benford comes back and elam can start playing the way you thought he would play and johnson's okay then they'll be okay but I, i'm concerned about that defense the problem pete is that elam started because he had to last week and then they took him out down the stretch and sean mcdermott was like well we wanted to get someone else in there and then someone else was a guy they called up from the practice squad yeah, it's it's not a good look for them. I mean, but again, they signed. Well, then they signed Josh Norman. Yep. I mean, <laughs> Josh Norman's my age. You can't write him running the play. The last time he played was what in two thousand and was it twenty twenty. He also loves Chicago, so that's something else you have in common with him. I mean, it's incredible. <laughs> I, I don't understand that signing. I think there are better options out there, or, or better options. I think. Well, I mean, he's only on their practice squad. It's not like he's going to go out there and be their starting corner. When, they, when you bring a veteran in like that, you usually look to see what kind of shape he's in. And if he's in good shape, then he's going to get elevated. 
Well, he gets to play I mean, against he's the Giants. 35. He's probably keep up with them. I mean, this week is an ambush. Let's let's be real. This is a good tonic for them to get the Giants, but I'm I'm concerned the December January Bills. Yeah, those yeah. are the ones I'm concerned about. Would you try to raid Carolina? Like, hey, look, I know you guys are on five. Here's some like give us Brian Burns. Yeah, I don't think they're going to trade Brian Burns, and and that's not necessarily what they need. I mean, because if if Von Miller's back when he does get playing back to his level, then Russo's going Russo's not going to miss that. Your He'll secondary and your linebackers are the concern, I guess. You're yeah, check check But you oh, have young sure. linebackers. You you have young bodies. You're just not going to have Milano, and Milano is the heart and soul of that defense. But Pete, even the defense struggles. Do you think the offense is good enough to carry the team? And we saw them put up 48 on the Dolphins. The defense could have given up 40 points, and Buffalo still would have won that game. They played out of their minds for three weeks until they made a dumb plan trip to London and flew in two days before the game. But it seems like their offense is good enough to carry the team. Here's my concern with that now. When Josh Allen is asked to do too much, it becomes a problem. And we've seen that Yeah. when, when the defense, if the defense isn't good and I'm not saying it won't be, because I, again, I think they drafted some speedy linebackers the last couple of years that can step in there and play. They're just not going to be Milano. But when, if Allen, if the defense isn't good and Allen's asked to do too much, we know what he does. He presses and, and, and he makes mistakes. And that's my concern. It bleeds over a little bit to the offense, but they can score. They, you know what happened last week and watching the tape of that game, Jacksonville played, zone and dared him and and was just they just looked lifeless when they came out and then by the time he picked it up in the second half it was too late they didn't look they again the trip wasn't good that was their home game by the way they can't be happy about that cannot uh the team that took them down the aforementioned jaguars now three and two move up four spots into the nine spot um i don't really have a beef i mean going two and oh in london is huge I think I would. I mean, I mean, you know, talk about like if you're going to play one game in London, I just soon play two games in London. I think that's going to be a thing. I think that's going to become a thing. The problem is you need to get the. You're not going to give out two home. You're not going to give up two home games because then the city will go nuts. What they're going to do is try and work it out where the team takes their home game and moves it there. So, in other words, like Buffalo did, then you would do that. I think that's something they liked it. From what I heard, they liked it. the league liked it, and do and you mean you mean the Bills liked it? I don't think the Bills like, but everybody's got to play a home, got to go give up a home game to go over there eventually, anyway. Right, right, but no, I'm saying, but like, I mean, like watching that game, I mean, that was a Bills home game. It was there were way more Bills fans than Jaguars fans, although there were some interesting Jaguars fans certainly uh, who showed up. There was this you, Pete? Were you dressed no, up as? Were you dressed yeah, up as a cat? Chris Hassel's a weirdo. Yeah, that's me. I went over. I flew. Wait, over. did Chris Hassel say that was you? Chris uh, Hassel, who who took my picture off Twitter and shared it and said it was Prisco. Yeah, he did. He did. <laughs> well, Pete, I mean, well, Breach, you took that off television. It's not like you took that from. Well, right, but it was my screen grab. By the way, I will say this, and I'm going to put this is funny because I, I, a couple weeks ago on the Jaguars radio show, I said, Josh, the Jaguars lack a game wrecker on defense. And Baselli agreed with me. And I, I'm, you know me, I love game wreckers. And, and I said it over and over again. You're a game wrecker, Pete. Well, the guy, I am a game wrecker. But the guy who, <laughs> the guy who was, uh, does the show with us, J.P. Shadwick, calls the games for Westwood One, that, and he did them over in London. 
Well, he told us last night that he talked to Josh Allen before the game and on his screensaver on his phone, I, there's something about a game wrecker. <laughs> he didn't like the fact that we said that. Oh, he heard that. What, we, what, what did he do against Atlanta? He yeah, wrecked. The other day he had a sack that got called back for a stupid penalty. He should have never been called back. He would have had four in two games. So he's an unrestricted free agent after the season. So, mm. Josh, if you cash in, I'd really like a little bit of percentage for being that kind of motivating guy that I am. <laughs> and when you get that percentage, you can buy the you can buy another uh, a leopard skin ascot to go with your. Um... Well, so what do you what do you what do you, what do you what do you think about the Jaguars? Are like, I mean, here's to go two and zero in London. You write the ship. You feel like you got. I mean, you're coming back. You're playing Indy. It's in Jacksonville, right? It is. No, Anthony Richardson. This Gardner is like a- Minshew in the return against a revenge, revenge game. Revenge game, Brenton. I know. I'm, I, I'm fully aware it's a Gardner Minshew revenge game week. This is just a huge spot for the Jaguars, where they can kind of take this division, grab this, grab a hold of this division, and pull away a little bit, right? You know, when you look back at their schedule, and I think we'll do this in December at some point and go, what the heck happened against the Texans? It's just the weirdest game. They got dominated at home by the Texans, and it it makes no sense to me. But they regrouped. And remember that happened to them? They regrouped last year after Denver. I still don't think you've seen the best football from them. I I just don't. I I, I think offensively, and and they had, what, 400 yards, 400-something yards of offense, and it still wasn't as crisp as it should be in large part because I still think the middle of the offensive line is having issues. But you look at you look at what they did offensively. ETN got it going. The defense has played really well. Mike Caldwell's done a good job with that defense, but they don't have a ton of talent. I'm just wondering, is that going to show up, or are they good enough as constructed to be one of those defenses that's just good enough to, to get you while the offense scores points? Are you at all concerned yeah. about the injuries to Walker Little and lesser perhaps to Zay? Zay, both of them are impactful. Absolutely. I mean, getting Cam Robinson back is big because he, you know, Walker Little moved inside the guard last week and he played well for the 11 snaps that he was in. Then they took him out and the guy they put in for him, Tyler Shatley, was one of the all time worst offensive linemen in one game I've seen. Is that the stuff you were tweeting out that guys running into each other? No, that was the other one, Sheriff, because I guess PFF put out something where Sheriff didn't give up a, a pressure or a sack. And I went, because I had watched the tape earlier today, I go, I don't think that's true. And and they were pushing back on it. So I sent out the picture of him. Look, you've seen it, the, the little cut up that I sent out. He gets abused. I mean, it's just awful. So, I mean, yeah. are you concerned that the team is one and two when they play in America? I mean, <laughs> great. They went to London where they have a distinct travel advantage because they do it every year and they yeah. beat up on two teams. So uh, they're not playing well in the States, though. No, they'll play well this week, though. They'll beat the Colts this week. Gardner Minshew will not play well against them. He just won't. They know what he is. He won't play well against them. 300 yards. Make a note. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, uh, I just just looked. He was a top-ranked quarterback when he came out, knowing you. I Ooh. Oh! Breach wants him to be. He's Breach has said for at least a couple years now he should be traded for a third-round pick, and he's looking more and more right each and every week. Gardner Minshew's number one fan. He can step in and be okay for a couple games if he's not a long-term starter. That's not what he is. Yeah, no one thinks he is, but he's a, he doesn't have to be. He's just got to yeah. win the next four games for the Colts, and he can do that. Yeah, he's he's 2-0 this year. That's all I'm saying. I'm looking at this. Uh, this is oh, he's, brand- one, he's actually 1-1 one because one he didn't start the game. All right, fair Ooh, that's technical. One one. Well, then he's 1-0. One one. <laughs> Don't put a loss <laughs> on Gardner Minshew, Pete. Don't you dare do that. <laughs> Uh, while while Breach is hyping up uh, his guys, Breach, you want to? You have any questions about does it, does the Breach bot? Actually, you know what? Do it. We'll take Breach a break. Bot. We'll 
We'll take a break and we come back. Breach bot 3000. We'll ask Pete about the Cowboys next. Robert half research indicates nine out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Pete, I got a question. <laughs> Go ahead. Well, the first thing I noticed about your rankings is that there was a team that lost by 32 points and only dropped two spots. Mm. That team was the Dallas Cowboys. My question is, well, number Why? one, <laughs> well, the wins don't look so impressive anymore. That 38-3 to drubbing of the Patriots, well, everyone can drub the Patriots. The Saints beat them 34 to nothing. They crushed the Giants. Everyone's crushing the Giants. Are maybe the Cowboys actually bad? And should you have dropped them, say, out of the top 10? Mm. No. And they're mm. not bad. They just had a bad night against a really good team. I, I They're not bad. They're, they lost to the Cardinals. Yeah. Do you think, okay, do you think Seattle's better than, than them? I don't. I would move the Cowboys below the Seahawks, Jaguars, and Bills right now. Let me ask you this, Pete. Who do you trust more, Eugene Cyril Smith III or Dak Prescott? Uh, probably Gino. <laughs> the Cowboys are bad, then, dude. I think I think Dak. I think Dak. Something's inside his head. The big games. Well, that it, goes to Breach's point that you have to be concerned about this team. They'll get it right. They have too. You much just talent. said you trust Gino Smith more than Dak Prescott. Right now, I just, I I think they'll get it right. Uh, you know, here's the other thing that they really didn't run the ball much either, did they? I mean, who's that on? Much. Who is that on? The play caller? Who's the play caller? Mike McCarthy. Yeah, but remember, everybody said, "Oh, when Mike McCarthy takes over, they're going to run the ball." That's not yeah. who he is. He's not. A, he's not going to run the ball. They got ambushed. You, you can't overreact to one game. Two weeks ago, you had Miami you dead. Not get ambushed in your biggest game, game of the season. Yeah, That's Sunday, like Sunday night football. <laughs> I mean, if you, you may have gotten at home. If they got ambushed at home, I would have said, "Okay, I'm with you on that." But it was on the road on a Sunday. They night. Lost to the Cardinals. On. It was Sunday night football against a, an undefeated 49ers team who's knocked out of the playoffs the last two years. They've been circling this game for like the entire offseason. It wasn't an ambush. And they walked in and got the like clubbed. They got ambushed. It happened. Well, two weeks ago, Miami got ambushed. Should they drop down? Should they have dropped 10 spots? Who ambushed Miami? Miami? Buffalo. 
I mean, is it, is it an ambush? Walk. An ambush implies a, oh my God, what a surprising attack. Like, like the Cardinals, the Cardinals ambushed the Cowboys. Cowboys. Right. Yeah, and to was, Ryan's point, that Miami's only loss is that Buffalo game. The Cowboys also have that Cardinals loss that is an pretty, ambush. Uh, an ambush implies an element of surprise. Pete is the new breach bot Cowboys fan. Jerry Jones <laughs> bot you for this podcast. You can't, you don't, you don't like, you don't, you don't have like the high, like the biggest profile game of the entire week and get ambushed. That's an ambush. That's a, that's a, you walked in and you just got punched in the mouth and you and got knocked out. They got, the, they got the, you know, the snot knocked out of them. Yeah. I mean, they got, they got destroyed and it happens yeah. in the NFL. We overreact way too much to one game. I say it every week. But you did admit you were concerned about Dak and that's a problem. Well, he, more than just now, though. I mean, I've been concerned about him for the last year and a half. I, I think he's got to show up in big games. I mean, that's a, that's an issue. There's no question okay. about I that. I agree with that. I mean, it's not just him, though. The whole. Where, what about this? The star-studded defense. Where were they? Well, I mean, look, man, getting your ass kicked by Shanahan isn't isn't no shame in that. It happens every single week. That was, but that was a that game was a you don't belong in the same tier of teams as we do asking Sunday night road game in a division uh, out of the division against a great team that you got you got away from you that's what it was it was no more than that yeah but I also feel like the defense if you look at what the Cowboys did in the first quarter they forced two punts they forced a turnover and then they saw their offense score exactly zero points after any of that and they're like all right we give up because we're not scoring yeah, any yeah, points we can't wide open can't. all day they had guys wide open. I mean, the defense did not play well. It just you, you are taking over Breach's role as the, the right. Cowboy supporter. Pete bought 3,000. I'm just, I'm a realist. You guys overreact every week to Pete one Jones. Game. He's now <laughs> Baltimore Jerry's Ravens were not the biggest faller on your list. The Packers actually were, but as we mentioned, what stays in Vegas or what, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. So we'll leave the Packers alone. Packers might just be, Jordan Love just might be bad, but uh, the Ravens did fall five spots from six to 11 and drop out of the top 10. What do we make of Baltimore? Are they good or are they just like lucky with the scheduling early in the season and suddenly the AFC North is wide open again and breach bots, Bengals are alive? Yeah. If they caught the ball the other day, they win the game. And they don't have a pump block, they win the game. It was one of those things where the better team that day was Baltimore and it just got away from them. And for, for all the many mistakes that they made, including. Hey, uh, John, you might want to take that field goal at the end of the half, buddy. I mean, wouldn't you like to have had that at the end of the game? You remember? Harbaugh passed on a field goal at the end of the half. That was idiotic. And I, don't, I mean, what yard line were they on when he did that? And that? he's a special teams guy. That's the crazy part. Right. I mean, kick your field goal. If they, the, the Steelers are – let's put it this way. If he kicks the field goal, the Steelers are done. And for people who didn't watch the game real quick, Pete, that was uh, the Ravens had a fourth and two at the Steelers' 23-yard line. So this wouldn't have been like a 60-yard field goal. How much time was left in the half? It's like 15 seconds left in the half, and they went for a fourth and two. What are you doing? Give me the end game of going for that. I think they have so little respect for that Steelers offense. That's why. Now, I I, I take your point. I don't disagree with it. And that would have put up uh, the Ravens up 13 to three at the half. If you play that game a thousand times, if you play that game a thousand times, the the Ravens win 999. This is literally the one game that the Steelers found a way to win. Okay, but if they take the field, you guys agree with me. If they kick that field goal, the game's over. Yep. Yeah. 
Should have been over. I mean, anyway. Matt, Can- Matt Canada wouldn't. They showed the, like the clip of like the George Pickett touchdown. It's like with Matt, watching it with Matt Canada, and like he was too scared to celebrate until he like was absolutely sure there were no flags. He was kind of like, ha, 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 whew, wow, he didn't do what I told him to do, but it actually worked. Okay, whatever. The Ravens also, were the better team, and yeah. they just lost the game. Lamar can't throw the interception in the end zone at the end either. No, now, there's a whole bunch problem. of. A whole bunch of bad things happened. I, I don't know how they lost that game. But also, they found a way to lose at home in overtime to Brace's Gardner Minshew and the Colts. Yeah. So yeah, this team Colts. somehow, this team should be a top 10 team, and they're playing worse somehow than the Steelers and the Bengals in that division. No offense. Yeah, it's not, it's not, it's not very good. And and they got they the, we were supposed to see the new look pass offense, remember? And and they got to catch it. They, they got seven passes the other day. Oh man. Hey, the Ravens are making a smart decision this week. They are already in London because they flew there on Monday, unlike the Tennessee Titans who are flying there Thursday night and doing exactly what the Bills did last week. So oh, they are one team you know that what? learned. Most teams, teams have gone, it's changed, over, and Jacksonville's changed theirs over the years. I, I really don't think that matters. I think that's so overblown. Ask the Bills if it matters. It matters. I, I don't, it doesn't. It's, it's so overblown. Josh yeah. Allen said he drank a bunch of coffee, and he never drinks coffee to stay awake on the Friday before the game. <laughs> You're supposed to go there, land at night on Thursday. That's what the Bills do. And then you go have a walkthrough or not a little mini something on Friday. Mm-hmm. Sleep normally that day and get up and do a walkthrough on Saturday. By that time, you're used to it and you play on Sunday. It's not that big a deal. Teams have done it both ways. And teams yeah. have gone there and had success both ways. Again, overreaction to one <laughs> remember, remember when? Remember when John Harbaugh said that the Ravens were going to take a ship? a cruise ship from um, Baltimore to London. So that way they could slowly, like over the course of the week, like slowly adjust to the time. That was their April Fool's thing. And a <laughs> bunch right. of people fell for it. <laughs> well, he, uh, did. also, he didn't kick the field goal. Speaking, so who speaking, knows? Of, speaking of totally random things, um, I just got an alert for NFL and CBS's YouTube, which you're watching right now, youtube.com slash at NFL and CBS. I noticed it was Ryan Wilson talking to Javon Curse. What's up? Uh, what, yeah. What's up with that? And did you know that I have a picture on my phone or somewhere in storage of, uh, of Javon Curse chokeholding Pete Briscoe at like, at like one in the morning at a at a. He, he was a good guy. He was a lot of fun to talk. He's to. great. He's a great dude. He lives down here. He did for a long time. He used to go into my brother's bar. He might, all the time. When I talked to him, he was in Nashville, so I don't know if he was just there visiting, but um, he was a lot of fun to talk about and uh, talk with. And he said when he got drafted, he still had. He was the first edge rusher taken in that class. There were five quarterbacks taken ahead of him. I can't remember the year now. I don't know if that was Peyton's draft or not, but either way, he said he he could name every single player drafted ahead of him because he used it as not that he needed the motivation. But you probably remember this, Pete. He came into Florida as a safety, and they moved him to edge rusher, and he was like six five. I think he left when he was two sixty. Ran a four five eight in the combine. Awesome. He, he was, said the only reason I lasted, if his career had lasted longer, Ryan, he would have been unbelievable. And if, he said the only reason he ran a four in the four fives of the combine is because they made him gain a bunch of weight, like we see these kids have to do. He was a four four guy all day long. He was great. So go uh, check that, way, out. that was the uh, Tim Couch. I'm going to have Achilles Smith, Edger, and James. Ninety nine. There you go. Thank Holt. you. Champ Bailey, was, David Boston. He the field, you knew he was special. That kid was. I mean, and how many years? What he didn't play a lot of years because he got hurt, but he was special. He was the freak. The There's freak actually a bunch of like really good players who got taken in front of him. Like he take two all famers. Really, the he, only bad person that the two bad players who got taken in front of him were Achilles Smith for the Bengals and Tim Couch for the Browns. We don't talk about that name anymore, Brenton. Don't we breach? We don't. Uh, <laughs> you had the uh, Atlanta Falcons flying up this week. 
22 to 14. I thought that would, they would win that game. That was one of – in fact, I made the Falcons my best bet on the show, okay. and we picked it at two and a half. Oh, we gross. I, yeah, hate, I hate how these things move like this on yeah, us. Yeah, it was really – and I think we picked it on our site at two, and it ended up being one and a half at one – some people – I don't mm-hmm. know. It's just crazy. But uh, that's a good win for them. It's a good showing for Desmond Ritter. He had to do that. He had to do that. Drive him down, go get the game-winning field goal. It's good for him. That's something you can build upon for the next next game, and I, I think that was important for him. The schedule is really easy, too. The one thing I will say about that game, it really felt like uh, Tomiko Ryans said the whole week, you know what, we're going to let Desmond Ritter beat us because I don't think he's that good, and we're not going to let them run the ball. And then, haha, joke's on him because Desmond <laughs> Ritter did yeah. beat them. But, I mean, it really, the whole game, Texans defensive game plan just seemed like a sign of disrespect to Ritter, and, you know, he, he, he answered the bell, so good yeah. for him. Yeah, he played well. You Packers. Whew. Sort of love good. Uh, well, look, my initial evaluation of him coming out was he wasn't going to be good. And I revised it th- after seeing him play, talking to him, watching him this summer. I thought he had a chance to be a decent, not great, but a good quarterback. And now I'm worried about my revised evaluation. <laughs> well, how concerned are you about the lack of uh, depth at the offensive tackle positions? Well, I mean, they played this one tackle was a starting tackle. It was Zach Tom. He played. Well, Rasheed Walker is number three. He's two. He's their number two tackle. But Max Crosby's going to make a lot of tackles look bad. He still he held the ball. He he he's not going through his progressions. Uh, he's not going through his progressions quick enough. He holds the ball. And I just think that he didn't even see the backside defender on that terrible interception. That was, you know, that it was funny because I, when I watched it, it reminded me of a play when I was there this summer, but it didn't, it wasn't the same because in that play, in when I was there in the summer, he, in the first play of a, a, the 11 on 11 drill, he turned his back on a play fake and fired a shot into the middle of the field and the linebacker picked it off. And I talked to him afterwards. I said, I hate those plays. I hate plays <laughs> when young quarterbacks have to turn their backs. He didn't like it either. So last night I'm watching the play, and I'm like, he didn't turn his back. He just didn't see him. And those are the little mistakes that you can't make. And when he made that mistake when I was there, those guys got on him. You said Jair was yelling at him? Rander, they were screaming at him, get yeah. your head out of your you-know-what. I mean, it was bad. Uh, and they said it was all to get him going, and he's not bothered by that stuff, but – He's a better he's a better player than he's showing. I mean, he's got if you go back and look at the last play of the game, where he, the guy's open in the end zone when he by the time he got out, he couldn't really make that throw. You know, when Watson Watson beat the, the defensive back. If you go back and look at that, the crosser's wide open for about what might have scored too, about uh, the 15-yard line. And he doesn't even see him. Because I get it, the guy was open, but that's a hard throw to make when you're rolling to your left. You know what? We make fun of Sam Darnold for saying that. You know, he saw ghosts, but a lot of quarterbacks will tell you that, like young quarterbacks, especially. Like sometimes you just don't see anything because you're pressing so much. So I, I'm not out on him, but I, I mean, it's you not were great. In on him you were in on him when he came out. Mm, I got to, I'm, I'm, I, you know, I go over the cliff with the quarterback, so I got a, a long train head for the Grand Canyon you, right now. But you know what, though, you hold on for a long ride before you go off the yeah, cliff with. That's right. 
We're it's we're Thelma and Louise in it, guys. Not, you know, <laughs> you you're, you're you're Ryan and Mackin' it over the cliff right now. One of the one of the producers asked me. They said, "Oh, Lord, Jordan loves finish." I go, "After five games, you're done with him. Are you really going to do give him at least the you know a year, and then you could then you could yeah. make that claim." Well, what yeah. about Pete? What if Aaron Jones comes back? Because one thing he does is gives love a little security blanket out of the backfield. AJ Dillon absolutely does not. I don't know if Dillon got targeted last night. No, he didn't catch a pass. Do you think that will help? Jordan. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. You saw it in the, in the, what was the week one where he lined him up in the slot and he caught the pass in the middle of the field. The other thing, and I'm guilty as this as anybody, the rookie tight ends, you know, a lot of people thought Musgrave and even Kincaid were going to change the dynamic of their team's offenses a little bit. Mm. He was the, they, they took him out of that game last night. By the end the of the game, they were playing the business on the sideline at one point. Yeah. And they, by the end of the game, they were playing the other tight end. So that's a concern. Because they thought they'd get that. I don't know what I don't understand why he didn't go to read more in the slot last night. That's the one that's concerning to me because they were down Hobbs. And so you attacked that spot and they didn't do it. He had one, I think he had one catch. And did he even have more? I think he might only have one target. That that made no sense. He had one that he dropped or like on the left sideline, I think. But yeah. Um it, I'm I'm with you. It was you I mean, is it fair to ask about Matt LaFleur is a play caller at all? No, it's hard to call plays when you're <laughs> throwing interceptions in the middle. Yeah, of Reed the had two targets and one, one catch. Yeah, it's hard. Years. It's hard to call plays when you're unsure about your offensive line A and your quarterback. You don't trust your quarterback. Yeah, until you get a good feel for him, it's hard to call plays. I just thought they would have called more, more stuff down the field vertically, you know, get the ball out, take the big shots. You get them, you get them. If not, they knock them away, that kind of stuff. And they didn't do a lot of that either. I will uh, say, I mean, it's one of those things that can turn too. like if Christian Watson had gotten in on that deep ball where Marcus Peters got called for the horse collar and they ended up kicking a field goal because it couldn't score. Yeah. Maybe that changed the tenor of the game. We're not quite so hard on Jordan Love. Great play by Marcus Peters. Thank God no one got hurt. But those little things also sort of add up by the time you're also. Felt like he underthrew that. He underthrew that too. Like if he'd led Watson a little bit, am I wrong there? Yeah, no, that was a good throw. He missed yeah. he missed another long throw where he had him in the middle of the field that would have been a touchdown. And he missed that one because he had a guy beat down right in his face. But the thing about that play, everybody's going to do that. You're always going to pull him down and take the penalty because it's a touchdown. It's a three-yard penalty. So is that something that the league should look at? If you yeah. pull somebody you down do? from behind as a horse just, collar. You just hope no one gets hurt. That's the only thing. Well, I no, know. but I mean, like, it's, it's it's sort of like pass interference in college where if you're beat, you should just grab the guy right. because it's a 15-yard yeah. penalty instead of a bomb touchdown. Like, Marcus Peters saved them four points or at least three points, and it only cost him three yards versus, like, 15 yards. It's no-brainer you pull him down like that. Too. Here's the other part of that. What the hell was the play calling when they got down there? They ran they ran <laughs> Dylan twice and then asked the quarterback to make a play. That's I mean, not Jordan's more predictable? Right. That's what I'm saying. Michael, Matt LaFleur, a little bit of uh, criticism. Uh, Steelers won this week and fell. What the hell, Pete? I'm fine with that, by the way. I, you could have dropped them further <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. It was just ugly. They're better than the Rams. That was an accidental win. That's what that was. No, the Rams, are better than, the Rams are better than the Steelers. It was an accidental win. Yeah, I don't know. The, the Rams, Raiders, might be, Raiders might be better than the Steelers, too. The Raiders no. aren't better than the Steelers. They no, beat they them. lost to the Steelers. Yeah, that's that's a low point if you lose to the Steelers. Pete, let yeah. me ask you a. Uh, I'm going to go off script here and ask you a question that we posed to one another on Sunday night. Don't anyone make any facial expressions? I want to get Pete's honest answer. Let's say the Chiefs can hire three available head coaches. The head coaches are 
Bill hmm. Belichick, Mike Tomlin, Mike Frable. Who are they hiring? No facial expressions. Go. For a year or for the long run? For next year. Just let's a- do one Andy Reid walks year. away to go open a mac and cheese. One year. Tour. One year. Starting next year in January. Who are they hiring? TikTok. Let's go. I mean, order. Belichick's the best coach of all of them. Who are they hiring? Belichick. No, you guys are all wrong. <laughs> he said Tomlin. He said Tomlin, Vrabel, then Belichick. He said Belichick started on the list. Bill Belichick's the, the greatest coach, arguably the greatest coach of all. Does time. he know that? By the way, he's on the Mount Rushmore. Are the I other guys on the Mount that. Rushmore? No. By the way, Pete's he's Pete's, I mean, Pete's defense. This Power Rings article does say Patriots Bill Belichick should be fired as GM. As GM. Talk about a clickbait headline. Well, what's what's John Dorsey going to do? Not John Dorsey. Bill Belichick, the general manager, has been the undoing of Bill Belichick, the head coach. Well, he drafted Mac Jones, who you loved. He drafted him with the idea that he was going to take the smooth transition from Tommy Brady going to Mac Jones. Well, it's not even close. Mac Jones can't play. Let's be real. He can't. You talk about guys seeing ghosts. That dude is seeing a whole bunch of ghosts. Well, he's had a big enough sample size that you can. uh, Ryan, I think you would even admit it. Oh, yeah, you're not going to get any pushback from me. I mean, I went back and watched that Dallas game. I would have rather, no lie, I would have rather had Breach playing left-handed quarterback for the Patriots in that game. It was so hard to watch. <laughs> it was terrible. It was terrible, and last week was terrible, and he got benched. But, but, but it's not just that. It's the whole team. Yeah. The roster is terrible. It's a bad you roster. Know, Matt Patricia sitting somewhere like, I told you so. <laughs> it wasn't my fault. They can't I'm, run actually, the ball? I'm actually a great offensive coordinator. You just don't know because <laughs> I was talking about Belichick. Over the and everybody, and Brady's been a little critical. Brady Quinn's been a little critical of him. They play like they're in the two thousands, you yeah. know. Still, well, he didn't when he had a real quarterback. They were the, one of the. They were almost like the greatest show on turf when he had the big time quarterback and the, all the weapons on there. When he had Randy Moss, they couldn't be stopped. Remember, so he can play that way. He just can't play that way with the guys he has. He has nothing. And that's, and that's why Mike him. Tomlin and Mike Vrabel can win with bad quarterbacks. So shout out to those guys. That's what I'm trying to I love Patrick winning. Mahomes. They're okay. not winning anything. Are they winning anything this year, either one of those two teams? Historically, they've done pretty well with average I mean, quarterbacks. I mean, Mike, Mike Tomlin had big bids. average quarterback? Huh? Ben Roethlisberger's an average quarterback? No, the year that Ben got hurt, they won with Mason Rudolph and Duck Hodges. They, no. they went like not, they, they barely won. They went like 8-8. Eight eight. They Again, won. Mac Hodge, they won, Mac Hodge, Duck Hodge. Ben Roethlisberger won Super Bowl, right? No, I'm talking about no Ben Roethlisberger. Those teams have still either eight and eight or nine winning records. What, what, Matt Castle was what nine? What were they? What was the record the year 11, Matt Castle? They, they 11, 11 and five in 2008. Okay. There goes your argument out the window. I think you need to go look at Bill Belichick's record with and without Tom Brady to sort of bolster the idea that he's he just good he without. just pointed out the record without Tom Brady. But, in, in but I will year. say this. His record below 500 without Tom it's Brady. Definitely, it definitely shows the quarterback is more valuable than they could. I agree with that 100%. Yeah, yeah, for sure. No, I mean, like every year that Belichick hangs on and struggles is like further boot, like separating him and Brady uh, in terms of what uh, credit gets given for the dynasty. Well, here's the other part about the equation. He got, he got lucky. He got lucky. He got lucky. He drafted that guy in the sixth round. And they drafted Antoine Harris, a defensive back out of Virginia, before him in the same round. Yeah, so lucky. angry. The whole dynasty is based on luck. It worked. It worked. Uh, okay, Pete's got to go do HQ. So, or Spotlight, right? Fired up today. 
You got good, me fired. Yeah, you'll be good on TV then. You can watch Pete on uh, CBS Sports Network in the three o'clock hour if you're watching live on YouTube. Uh, we're, we do CBS Sports HQ Spotlight on uh, CBS Sports Network every day, depending on the uh, Champions League and whatnot. But you can check that out on CBS Sports Network. Of course, CBSSportsHQ.com. Pete, we're going to take a break. Thanks for joining us. And then we'll do some kind of uh, blind ranking afterwards when we get back and we'll figure it out. Thanks, Pete. See ya. Bye. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast okay picture this it's friday afternoon when a thought hits you i can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or i can hop into my all-new hyundai santa fe and hit the road with available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, Pete was going to do the blind rankings for us. We need somebody else to do it. Someone who hadn't read the rundown. Don't look at the rundown if you haven't yet. You won't be judged for it, Breach. We know you haven't. Have you looked at the rundown? Uh, I, I glanced at it before the show. So you, okay, but you are, you're good to do the blind rankings then. All right, just don't, don't look at the rundown. Okay. So we're going to do blind rankings. Whoa, Wilson printed it out. Old man eyes. Go ahead. This is a case where we're going to list five stadiums. You're going to rank them, but you don't know what order. So like, you're going to be like, you're going to, you know, like, like I'm going to say, for instance, Bank of America Stadium which is not one of the choices, the Panther Stadium. And you would have to blindly choose, do you rank that one, two, three, four, or five? From, from best to worst? like One, one being, be one being the best home field advantage, five being the worst. Okay, I got it. Okay. I'll start. Oh, you can read them all. I'll just make faces. Of oh, no, you just, you're not just alternate. All right, go ahead. Lambeau Field. Ooh. Home of the Green Bay Packers. Should we call out numbers like they do at Prices Right? Higher. Oh. Lower. Higher, lower. I'm going to go uh, three. Oh, you just three. I got to put it. I, well, it can't be fifth and it can't be first because it's third. All right. Okay. I, th I think I know where this one's going to go. Did Harry make oh. Did Harry make this run now? Why would this stadium be on here? Mercedes Benz Stadium, home of the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, I'll put that at 
five. That's where I was. <laughs> no, but no, the whole thing is like you don't know if good saves or bad saves are coming. Oh, that's that's, all, right, that's all beauty. Yeah, like my the bad, next Harry. one. The next that's one smart. could be Bank of America Stadium, in which case Breach is furious because he's rather have the, the Falcons afford, but all it's right. not. That's on it's me. Good job. Lumen Field, home of the Seattle Seahawks. Higher. Ooh. Higher. Yeah, Lower. I think the Seahawks home is probably, I feel comfortable putting it at number one. All right. Okay. Let's see if there's any competition for that. Uh, oh, boy. Is it going right. to be two or one? But I'll go one. I don't want Seahawks fans getting mad uh, at me. Uh, if you had to guess one stadium that Harry would, in fact, put on here, which stadium do you think that would be breached? <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, Hard Rock Stadium in Hard Miami. Rock Stadium. Miami is it Dolphins. on there? Yeah. Uh, where, where, where are you putting Miami? Dolphins fans are going to hate. I'm going to say fourth. This is smart strategy by Breach here on this one. Because the final one, and Breach, this is where you know Breach actually did look at the rundown and was like, oh, I don't know. This one, this one might compete. I mean, the, the thing with Lumen Field is that, you know, they. No, no, this, should, this should be one. But if Breach had gone like, if Breach had screwed up and gone Lambeau Field at two and said, you put, oh, he, right. put yeah, yeah. he put Lambeau at three, which now left him two and four, left him yeah. on two options on both sides. That was a smart That's move. Fair. Arrowhead Stadium, home of the Kansas City Chiefs. Okay, yeah, yeah. I'll put that at two, and I feel comfortable. I actually feel comfortable with okay. the rankings. I think That's you would. Good. I think. I think if you were told, here, the, here's the list. How do you rank them? You would go Chiefs one, Seahawks two, Packers three. It'd be close. I think uh, Falcons four, Dolphins five, probably, but. But, but like I think I think your strategy breach very that's a good lesson on the strategy of blind rankings because I think a lot of people would have heard Lambeau Field and been like oh that's be one or two, and as soon as you put it at one or two, all of a sudden you really messed up with the Chiefs who come in at five. With blind rankings, I feel pretty strongly about using number three first if yes. I can't. Like if you name quarterbacks and you name anyone but Patrick Mahomes, I'll probably just put him at three so I have room to work with. You, you know, want to also- lock yourself in. You know who also uses those, that strategy? It just occurred to me. And Brentson mentioned I talked to Javon Curse. We did a um, blind rankings for edge rushers. Mm. And he saved the last one, which was the freak for number one. So he knows the he blind the ranking strategy. He watches YouTube. Very That's smart. all you got to do. Um, I want to rank. We I want to do blind rankings of Seinfeld girlfriends. Oh I'm obsessed gosh. with the idea of like how many it, it's crazily famous people, famous actresses dated Jerry Seinfeld on that show over the course of the thing. Like, do you not, do you know what I'm talking about? Or you guys know what, know, know what I'm talking yes, about? No, we went through a lot of them uh, yeah. in Slack one day. We went through like five of them, but I was like, I don't know if we want to blindly rank them because I feel like not everyone is. Courtney Cox is one. I love Breach says, I don't know if we want to rank them. And Bre- Brinson goes right into the rankings. <laughs> the show came out in 1989. Uh, Stifler's mom was one. Yeah. Courtney Cox. Walter White's wife was one. Yeah. So there's a whole Harry Hatcher. I mean, the insane list of people. Uh, okay. Harry knows Gilmore girls. Do you guys have anything else you want to chat Mom about before you get out of here? You call it early. Let's call it early. Okay. Take, take the uh, W. Let's call it early. That'll do it for the power ranking show. Thanks to Pete Prisco for joining us. Producer Harry killing it behind the scenes as he does every day. Wilson and breach. Oh man. We won't see you guys till, uh, see you guys on Sunday night. You can tune into what's that? So Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Yes. Uh, you can tune into the Wednesday show with myself. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, if you're someone who likes to watch on YouTube, we'll be going live early, I believe. Um, Harry, you can yell at me if I'm wrong, but I think 11 a.m. because of uh, some Brady travel stuff. Uh, Brady Quinn and Leje Duzabal will join me, and then Thursday, of course, our pick show, Katie Mox, myself, R.J. White, and Prop Stars on Thursday. 
And then the Sunday night show with the Super Friends recapping week six as we as we mosey on along this NFL schedule. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. That like button, hit subscribe. Leave us a five-star review on the audio platform. For Wilson, for Breach, I'm Brinson. We will see you guys later. Bye.